welcome to the Giraffe Social Media Podcast. It's what social media managers are talking about. I'm Ellie and today I'm joined by Katie and Alicia. Coming up on this week's episode, we will be discussing the rise of the creator economy. Plus, we'll discuss our top tips and advice on how brands and businesses can make the most of the creator economy. Firstly, some of you might not know what is the creator economy. Basically, it's defined as the class of businesses built by over 50 million independent content creators, curators and community builders, which includes social media influencers, bloggers and videographers, as well as the software and finance tools designed to help them with growth and monetization. So to put it into a more simpler term, the creator economy is an individual business that monetizes their skills for a business or brand. Therefore, influence marketing can also be seen as an offshoot of the creator economy as as the two are closely linked, um, but they do have some key differences. More than 50 million people around the world consider themselves to be creators, despite the creator economy only being born just over a decade ago by YouTube when they first started to monetize their content in 2011. This led to social media switching from not just being about sharing what you're up to, but also an advertising platform. And that is where the creator economy was born. So the creator economy is already valued at over £78.1 billion, believe it or not. It's quite a hefty figure. And yeah, while it does seem like a hefty figure, uh, given the increasingly digital landscape of our daily lives, especially during the last couple of years with the pandemic, I can't say it's particularly surprising. Um, So ladies, I'm going to throw it to you guys. What, What do you think about the rise of the creator economy? So for me... I I don't know. I just feel like it makes sense because we've got this whole like we've got this whole space now on social media where every social media platform has so many tools that make creating content and just creating in general like so much more accessible. Like, you know, if you just have your phone, you can have instead of like paying for Photoshop, you can have like Canva or you can have Pixar. Instead of like paying for Premiere Pro, you can have CapCut or just use like in-app features on like Instagram Reels if you're one of those rare people that makes it in-app on Instagram Reels or on TikTok, which we all know is the superior editing software out of the two. Um, But that's my personal bias. Um, But yeah, like I think now more than ever before, like we've got this whole like internet space where people can create as much as they can and do everything they can. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, it doesn't surprise me that we're reaching a point where it is such a, like the creator economy is so big now because there's just so much opportunity to become a creator. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially as it says, it's like supposedly 50 million people. Uh, calling themselves these creators I just think that's crazy especially like for brands they have such a big pool of creators to kind of choose from um and it is kind of linked into influence marketing and obviously we've already spoken about influence marketing before and how you know that's grown massively so it all kind of interlinks and like you said every single platform offers some form of monetization um and like obviously TikTok is kind of one of the last ones to jump on that kind of creator economy, I guess, was it the creator fund? Yeah. So, you know, in the end, all, all social media platforms are kind of jumping on, on this and, and contributing to the rise and kind of the peak of what it's at now. Um, but yeah. What, what do you think, Alicia? Yeah, no, I completely agree with like Katie. I think, I think brands are definitely like very much 
in like they love the idea of like users creating the content nowadays like obviously user generated content is one of like the best form of content people trust people and therefore you know loads of people nowadays shop online especially with like the pandemic people have gotten used to that kind of like form of shopping I know I do it a lot I don't know if you guys do um so you know so they're like you know people people are shopping online and what do people do before they shop online they like look for reviews and I think video form created like creative form like reviews are like the most popular form of like reviews nowadays uh whether it be influencers or just like normal people so like I'm I'm definitely like not surprised as well like at the rise of it well kind of going off of that actually like that raised an interesting point that I'd like just thought of but um yeah like it's just in app now like it's so easy to be monetized in app whereas before like you could only have like partnerships or even like I remember back in the days of YouTube like like early YouTube like you could only be monetized if you were with like um a multi like network channel um like you had to be partnered with something someone to even get that money whereas now you've got you know on Twitch you can subscribe you can do super chats you can pay your creator directly as an audience member um, and there's this whole idea of like tip jar, like the tip jar concept. So yeah. So it's like, you know, even on Instagram now, like you can subscribe to people on Instagram for exclusive content. It's the same on Facebook as well. And then, you know, even just delving deeper into like, you know, businesses, I guess, is kind of along the same lines as this. Like Instagram, you've got Shopify like integrated into that. And then on TikTok as well, they've got the TikTok shop where you can buy like a whole rotisserie chicken for some reason. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys saw that, but that's just my side of TikTok. I, mean, I can't say I'm on that side of TikTok, but, <laughs> but we do get TikTok shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, there was this thing where you could buy like a whole rotisserie chicken and it was a trend. See, Alicia gets it. <laughs> I just crazy. don't understand where it came from. It's so weird, <laughs> isn't it? I? It's just stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah no it's just like so interesting how like the creator economy has just become like so ingrained in apps now that yeah. you can pay your creator directly you can tip them like you would with like an artist or a musician I mean I think linking linking into that is I think originally it started off with kind of um being like brand ambassadors or mm. um kind of Influence, influencers or creators they kind of overlap um got gifted items from brands I feel like yeah. that's how initially it started especially kind of thinking back to like early YouTube days as they were kind of one of the first platforms to really um like grow and then obviously mm-hmm. the the creator economy rose from there yeah no like gifting I mean it, it's still like a really good way to collaborate with influencers um obviously when you are gifting there's the risk that they might not post if there's no payment involved, no contract involved. Um, but I think creators have a lot more understanding of the worth of their work now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, gifting, like in the early days of the creator economy was such a powerful tool. But I think, I mean, in my experience from like, uh, influencer manager perspective, it's not as commonly, it's not as a successful a strategy anymore because mm. people rightfully should be paid for the content they're creating, you know? 
I mean, I think also brands send out PR boxes all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if you're an influencer or a content creator and you're, you're inundated with these PR boxes, you're, you're not going to be posting every single one. And yeah. just from following like a, like a few small content creators, um, they, they don't post about their PR boxes. They only post the ones that they really, really like. Um, yeah. and obviously, especially on like, um, Instagram, you have to, what's the, dis- you have to put out a disclaimer now, don't you? With mm-hmm. PR boxes or ad products and stuff. And I just think it's too much hassle for them. Whereas like back in, you know, the old days, the old days, that sounds so <laughs> the old days. Um, <laughs> but it is. Um, the old days of 2016 <laughs> where there were no regulations that's, that's the thing they didn't have to worry about that stuff whereas now I think as Alicia had previously said you know people want that sort of authenticity with with the content that's being created and if if these content creators and influencers are just posting um about these ad products that they've got or you know monetization products then consumers switch off it's just kind yeah. of the, the trend that's kind of interlinking with the rise of the creator economy. Um, another point I was going to make is that obviously kind of with the rise and we've we've seen like more platforms kind of arise from this. And I think more recently, um, like streaming platforms like Twitch have kind mm-hmm. of come about. I'm not a big Twitch uh, user. I've never really gone onto the site. Um, but I just think there's there's so much breadth to what, content can be created and I think that's why there is such a large amount of creators now um because the the platforms are endless it's not just your your typical traditional Mm -hmm. advertising on on YouTube for example yeah and I think I don't know kind of jumping off of that like I think on platforms like Twitch and everything like that where the audience is donating directly to the creator like that people are happy with that but I think there's potentially I don't want to call it a dark side of the creator economy because I feel like that's far too dramatic (laughs) but I think there's an element of it where where creators you know if they're starting off like humble authentic they're just like me um you know that's like the really good rise but then I feel like and I think we we've discussed this in a previous episode as well when we've talked about authenticity being a really key thing and relatability I think when creators reach a certain size where their ranking in the creator economy is just so high and aspirational and almost unattainable to like the everyday user and creator I think the audience does start to turn off from that as well um so it's like a very big balancing act there um because obviously people deserve to be paid and um get the money they deserve for their work and their content they're creating but their audience might push back against that. And I think that's like a big reality of the creator economy. Yeah, you definitely like touched on the fine line between between the two. But one thing I was going to quickly say, which is kind of a tangent um, mm-hmm. away from kind of what you're saying, is uh, TikTok, I feel like have really cleverly, uh, or like are really cleverly monetizing their, their kind of creator content um Mm. especially with tiktok lives uh not even necessarily the tiktok shop i just think the tiktok lives where's the where they have the feature where people can literally send the creators Mm. money like you said with with twitch and how it's going directly to the creators it's the same with the tiktok lives i mean i can't say that i've i've ever sent uh you know sunglasses yeah i've never i've never sent that but 
but I've seen it is like a, is a real thing. I, yeah, this is when you guys do this on like, every single evening. <laughs> <You're> sending... <laughs> don't expose me. What I do on my own time is my own time. <laughs> but no, like obviously it has it has kind of changed, and I feel like that's TikTok, especially like especially is one of like the only platforms that is doing this. Um, and I, I I quite like seeing it. I like seeing that people are kind of sending money into these these creators <laughs> especially if they are on these tiktok lives and providing like advice or guidance they're the ones i typically get on i don't know why but <laughs> <laughs> are those like weird tarot card readers telling you your future and stuff oh, yes. i do get them as well it's really <laughs> it's, sometimes i believe it sometimes i okay, don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> literally I, I believe what i want to hear <laughs> yeah exactly um i was just going to say um obviously like going off the back of that um obviously i don't know if this is like creator economy based but obviously tiktok with the lives and obviously there's so many forms of ways that fans can pay the creators or like the app or just like different types of brands and and I think that's become so popular. I feel like TikTok is like now become one of those. I mean, it's still fun to use, but it is very like you can tell there's money everywhere, if that makes sense. Um, and I think mm-hmm. I think a lot of a lot of it is very original to TikTok, but I think apps like Instagram, Facebook, obviously the metaverse and stuff like that, love love that idea and I think they're incorporating it into their own like metaverse situation but I don't think it's working as well as they'd like it to so I guess like in a sense that the Mm -hmm. whole creator economy stuff like that's original to the apps that are like original to it it only works with certain type of demographic that's the word I was looking for thing is I think with with there being 50 million creators or you know even more as we speak um I think it's just a very oversaturated area currently um and it will continue to be that way I think you know back when it first started brands were making millions from from kind of monetizing the, these new creators that just suddenly came out of nowhere um but obviously now it is it is the norm and you do see it like you said on every single platform and you you know that there's money being pumped into different creators and different avenues and these brand ambassadors are everywhere as well so I don't know I think it I think it's going to continue to to rise but it'll be interesting to see kind of how how it develops and how how brands kind of change up their strategy moving mm. forward yeah I mean like the oversaturation bit obviously you now have like kids wanting to grow up wanting to be like YouTube content creators or tiktok influence yeah exactly Mm -hmm. they want their like their goal this like life goal life purpose is to become these influencers so it's just gonna keep saturating so i completely agree with that now it's time for our tips and tricks segment where we share what we've learned in the world of social media and how you can apply it to your social strategy now we've discussed the rise of the creator economy, it's time for us to provide you with some of our top tips and advice for how brands and businesses can utilise the creator economy. So Katie, do you want to jump in with your tip first? Sure. Okay. So this is a bit of a weird one, but bear with me. As per usual, I may have misunderstood the question, but my tip um, is 
kind of fighting against the career economy a little bit. Um, not necessarily in a monetary value, but more in a um, community value, you know, building, building like the economy of community. There you go. That's a nice hippy dippy way of saying it. But we all know the new app, the new craze sweeping the nation and the world. Be real. I think this in the next few months, maybe, is going to have huge potential for creators and for brands as well. Um, so for, I think a few brands are already jumping on the train as well to have like, um, special reveals, like first looks, all of these things on their be real exclusively for these people that are following them. Um, so I think it's potentially a really good way to like, you know, go with the creator economy. But minimally, you know, and I think as well over the next few months where Be Real is getting more and more popular, the trend with apps like that is just to start working out how you can balance the interests of like the core audience that you had before and then the brands and how to monetize that so you can keep scaling it. So I think, you know, in a few months time, Be Real is kind of, I mean, I'll probably be proven wrong because I'm putting this out into the universe now, but I think Be Real has the potential to be a huge driving force in the creator economy because you have the potential to be driving those sales whilst appearing authentic, like you do on TikTok and like people used to on Instagram, you know? Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I think that's a fantastic tip. Thank you. <laughs> Alicia, do you have a tip? I do. Um, so I think obviously not agreeing with Katie there. Sorry, Katie. Um, but maybe, wow. <laughs> uh, maybe, I mean, like a tip for brands so that they can utilize it is that they should probably understand the demographic they're trying to reach. I don't know if that's coming off the bat of it, but, um, obviously understanding understanding who you're selling to and why you're selling to them all all those questions um because like if you're if you understand your demographic if you understand the people that you're selling to um then you're able to then obviously pick out the right segment of the creator economy and that can advantage like a brand money wise like you don't want to be spending money on creators that aren't going to do your brand justice in a way like um obviously you don't want to be spending money on a beauty influencer when you're in the gaming industry and obviously just knowing your audience and what Mm. they like to like look at and who they like to view and all that kind of stuff I guess yeah definitely I mean creative partnerships obviously offer marketers a much more authentic way um of kind of achieving their goals whether that's kind of increasing sales or increasing brand awareness um i think i think that's a really a really important tip that you've you've raised my tip (laughs) is to do with product placement um and obviously we've already spoken about the oversaturation of um kind of the creator economy and the amount of creators and influencers that are kind of within the social media space um so linking back into what I was saying about TikTok lives or, you know, TikTok shops, I think that's like a really great way of kind of subtly showing your product offering um, without kind of coming across too like sales heavy. I just think 
just having it there, I just think it, it would be a great way to kind of utilize the creator economy um, with, with something that's kind of on the rise that is kind of, that is TikTok shop or TikTok live streams. Um, and it, yeah, it's really simple and I think would be very effective for brands as well. Well, that's all that we've got time for today. If you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. And if you'd like to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app, we'd really appreciate it. We've been Giraffe Social Media. You've been amazing. And we'll see you next time.